The following is a sponsor ad for Chomita Chronicles. And it's Hydra Lip Balm. Yes. So you guys have been seeing or checking out my Instagram. If you haven't checked out my Instagram, you better follow me right now. Yeah, I'm here waiting, waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so yes, there's a lip balm that is has been amazing, amazing to me. It's organic and vegan. 30% less plastic, cruelty-free, soft and dryness. And I have a tip for you. Guess what? For me is apply it before you go to sleep. Yes, 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 yes. So check it out. And anybody that buys under my promotional code, JobyD, and we'll get 20% off. Yes. So check out the world of Dolly. There are Afro-Latino business, Afro-Caribbean, yes. Hola, mi gente fabulosa y hermosa, Sasa. Aquí estoy de vuelta con la temporada 4 y este podcast fue creado para enaltecer las voces e historias que no se ven o no se escuchan, para amplificar y visualizar. Tu noción es válida, tus sentimientos son válidos y todos merecemos estar en los espacios de los cuales no usualmente somos vistos, pero permanece, pertenecemos en eso. Aquí tengo el gran honor y la grata compañía de las dueñas y creadoras de la marca de cigarro Tres Lindas Cubanas, Yvette e Yvonne Rodríguez. Este es el contenido y la representación de herencia cultural que necesitamos. Mujeres con herencia estadounidense y afrocubana. Su liderazgo empresarial no solo ha creado una plataforma digital, la organización de Afrolatinos Professional, pero también creando espacios para la comunidad afrolatinex en el condado de Miami-Dade. Iber Rodríguez es publicista de profesión y empresaria. Yvonne estudió periodismo y comunicación al igual que Iber es ex ejecutiva corporativa con la y cofundadora de la marca de cigarros Tres Lindas Cubana, el cual originalmente empezó en el 2013. Esto fue una visión original de su abuela. Este es un negocio de familia y ha sido evolucionando y prosperando hoy en día. En estos momentos las hermanas están expandiendo sus negocios con una marca de Caribbean Queen's Coffee. Y están súper entusiasmadas para volver a crear y tener eventos para el público y para ampliar nuestras voces. A continuación, quédense en el show y démosle la bienvenida. Ustedes están escuchando el show de Chombita Chronicles, que en este momento, antes de empezar el show, dale a ese botoncito de la plataforma donde estás escuchando este podcast para hacer el follow seguirme, recibir notificaciones. Si estás en la plataforma de iTunes o Apple Podcasts, dale, entra y dale cinco estrellas a este show y deja tu comentario. Y como dijo, y como fue, Chombita Chronicles, say yes, I'm here. Hoy estamos batiendo, esta es la temporada 4 y estamos trayendo más buena energía para la comunidad. Acuérdense que 
en Chopita Crónicos está en la plataforma de tu gusto para podcast y también ahora estamos empezando a subir videos en YouTube. So, apoya, apoya, está en el link del show y no voy a hablar más, tengo mis gran, gran invitadas. Le dicen las tres lindas cubanas, pero tenemos dos. Ellas me van a explicar por qué. Tengo mi gran amiga uh, de la familia de Chompitas Chronicles, Yvette, Yvette Rodríguez, que ha wow. participado. Oye, vamos a decirle, uh, uh. Y, y tengo el gran honor, el gran honor de tener a Iván. Iván, bienvenida. Eres más que grata a Chompitas Chronicles. Ya, tomen el mic. Este, 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 este es su espacio. <laughs> Mi amiga, I am. I'm Yvonne, the new and improved. The Gonosite TV. No, no. La Colombia. Salió después. Yo soy la más vieja. Tres minutos antes. Tres minutos, ok. Ok. Sí, 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 sí. Ok. Y eso fue. ¿Eso corre en tu familia? No, no. No sé dónde salimos. No, ya yeah. think we don't know, we don't know quién tuvo, quién no tuvo, whatever, as far as we know, somos las únicas. En la mm -hmm. familia, like, you know, separate family, you know, like, marriage family. Wow. There's a few, there's a few twins regalos por ahí. Sí. You know? Sí. Pero en our, like, in our, like, nuclear family, no, we're the only ones. Bueno, <laughs> vamos a hacer, como dice, una mic una micro versión de cómo, cómo se dio, cómo, cuál es donde, dónde ustedes nacieron, cómo se criaron, un poquito de how did it start, you know? Bueno, we grew up, as far as, okay, bueno, we grew up here in Miami, Florida, my parents came from Cuba, you know, the whole situation with Cuba, my mom came in the freedom flights, y mi papá se capó, he played soccer for the Cuban national team, and he escaped, he exiled, he left. You know, he defected. Sí, and he we went to Panama. Oh, my God. He did that route. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he got here on a plane. But right. he took the route. We yes. took the route. You know, right, right. Uh, and, I mean, since then, that's where the Miami chapter began. Because, for the most part, all of our family still lives in Miami. Right. Um, including cousins, you know, people from uh, uh, the extended family. I still do have family in Cuba. Yeah, because that continues. We keep on having other generations that, you know, yeah. the ones that they're not making and they're over there. Have yes. you guys been in Cuba or have you had the opportunity to get go over there? Yes, we have. We have our cigars with our cigar business. We do Cuban cigar tours. Oh, yes, we have. We oh have my God, I have to trips. hop on that one. I have to hop yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we haven't had any trips since 2020. Okay, that was at home. Yeah. And you know, going through hard times as this has been for you know years and years and years at this point. But we're hoping to get back over there. My Cuban tour, my have to try Sí. A bailar, a comer. Y también we do Afro-Cuban, like, historical, you know. Yes, um, spots, you know, sightseeing, yes. Over there. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So, yeah. tell me about your parents. Are you having any other siblings? It's only you guys? 
How? No, Omer Malamayon, he's a police officer. He's been a cop since we were little. Snitching and telling on us. Yeah, he's, he's been a cop since he was a little boy. Of course, like as far as the Cuban uh, lessons that were given to us on a regular, you know. So yeah, I was growing up. I mean, uh, we grew up at home, Spanish, you know, everything Spanish. Hablando español en casa. Uh-huh. Sí, sí. Y, y, y en la escuela, everything American. So uh-huh. a duality, you know. I mean, I consider myself American, but obviously with a, a huge, a very strong Cuban culture uh, behind it. Right, right. Especialmente, I think, you know, Miami gives you that space. And you guys, I can share this. I'm like, I always felt at some point, especially since I was in the United States, um, the duality, the yes. soy de aquí, yes. pero soy de allá. Yes. Y, y, pero the, for, the way that I came about, I'm not saying that there is not racism and discrimination in Florida, but it's different. Maybe because, como yo, hablo español, and the way that I was navigating certain spaces. Do you yes. guys relate to what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's different. That that's something that like we never, and I'm sure you, like we we probably relate a lot in a lot of that those kind of situations because yeah, we are you know Latinas. You know yes. we're Latina. Yes. Um, we're we're vis- we're visibly black. Also. All right. You know what I'm saying? We're visibly black. So then, at first glance, they always think that we're just like black African American. You know, always, automatically. Always, always. And then when I opened, like when I start speaking, I always have had an accent. It turns out that Miami has its own, you know, native accent. But that's what it like, does. Oh, where are you from? And if it's someplace Latino, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just like it's just the approach is it's it's a you know scientific research and anthropology <laughs> research that as far as society. That yeah, it's almost playing, and we've always adapt, we've adapted as is. We are Cuban Americans, boom. So then we we take in as much Cuba as we do as American culture, right? Absolutely. Right. You know, yeah. but then we speak Spanish pretty you know, good enough, and you know, it's just yeah, it's all, we don't live in two different worlds, but for them, they see us as two different worlds. You know, yeah. From the outside, they see. No, we could uh, weave in and out of different cultures. Uh, in different environments, I feel easier, you know, because we do it already. That's natural for us also, you know, and I don't mean as well like code switching. I don't mean like that. No, 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 no. We we find, uh, or or I I can find comfort in different groups of people with different backgrounds, of different ethnicities, because that's how I've lived. When the first time we ever went to Cuba years and years ago, um, I was like, no, okay, you don't stay at our family's house or whatever. And it's like, wow, the mundo cubano. It was like, wow, it was, it was an overload of just Cuban people. I'm used to, our neighbor was from, our best friend, which is our neighbor, was from St. Lucia. We had another neighbor from the Philippines, the other neighbor from the Dominican Republic. We were always like a melting pot. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and then one, it, yeah. I'm very open culturally. You know, yeah. we have family as Colombian friends that I've had in Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan. My niece are Nicaraguan. So that's Nicaraguan. So that just Cuban, that's it. For me personally, it's, it's like 
I need a mix of stuff. I need a mix. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I you necesito sazón. You necesito. But then that was, you know, the awareness that you already had because you came from Miami and different, you know, different countries, different cultures. And then just being there, then you're like, oh my God, the essence of just being around, I would say around your people, your yeah. essence. Yeah. But then let me make a disclaimer. First of all, and foremost, I've been always amazingly embraced by the African-American, Black-American uh, culture and community. Yeah. But Same. this is a conversation that, you know, we want to just learn, like, awakening, despertar de, de que we've been always here. But then yeah. finally, the word Afro-Latinidad or being Afro-Latinas has given us the space to speak up and say, hey, and we want to be noticed. We want to be seen. Porque esto es lo que se trata, Chombita Chronicles. I'm, I'm amplifying your stories of showing what we, ne we have been documenting that heard or unseen and to amplify it and visualize it. So my next question, which I really had, when, when did you guys decide, okay, uh, did you always went through with Afro-Latina or Black-Latina? Is there a sense of identity? Did it matter to you guys? Did yes. it matter to you ladies? Yes, yes, it mattered. It always, but we were taught that always growing up, you know, that we are Black Cubans, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so that wasn't something to hide or that wasn't something to frown upon either, you know? Okay. Uh, it wasn't, and we didn't come from a family where like certain sayings, you know, you know, there weren't those type of sayings in my family at all. In your so, circle, it was, okay. It, yeah, yeah, in my family or my extended family also. We were always very proud to be Black Cubans, you know. Right. Uh, even up until this day, you know, as far as growing up, again, that we, I listen to hip hop, I listen to everything, you know. Uh, Again, it's a mix of life, how, how, how we were raised and how we were, how we lived. Because for my parents also, American was American. Yes. So then everything American was frowned upon anyway. It didn't matter if it was hip hop or if it was, you know, uh, rock and roll or something, you know. Everything American was frowned upon. But they always instilled that we're Black Cubans. I mean, and story, you know, history. Even if you listen to a lot of Cuban music now or, yes. or back easily, like in the 80s and the 90s, it's like history lessons, the songs that, you know, and these are very popular songs, but if you really listen to the lyrics, they're giving a history of who we are, you know, as far as the Black Cuban, you know? Gotcha. And that, I mean, for me, that's always been, uh, has made me very proud. And I mean, nobody understood it, you know, like if, if we're talking about like in school and stuff like that, um, they, they couldn't get that it was a, we were Black and Cuban. They didn't, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was not registered. Yeah, it was, it was not registering. Yeah, no, I but definitely. We were, we were embraced. It wasn't like you said that we were embraced, but then it was we were embracing their culture also. It wasn't like you know we just learned right along. We accepted, you know, it was just adaptability. Yeah, it, it's hard to explain it, but it was it's natural. It's natural. for me. It's always been natural. natural. It's not been awkward or anything like that. Yeah, no, not it, for me necessarily. Maybe for them. It's adaptability. Adaptability. Like you just you know Thanks. go with it and go with the flow. Ustedes están disfrutando del show de Chombita Chronicles con Siofritiona, Jovidi. Quédense ahí, regresamos después de esta pausa. Hello, ¿y cómo dijo? 
otra nota más. Si te gusta este podcast, compártelo con tu amigo, amiga, familia, tía, chino, perro, como sea. Ya sabes cómo es la vuelta. Chao, chao. Okay, so we're gonna just definitely segue with your business. How, you know, you guys are the females in a very male-oriented, you know, mostly men, but how this, you know, obviously it's part of the culture, the cigars and everything. And then finally, okay, we're going to do this business. How that came about? <laughs> That's real though. She did. That's real. She said that, like she didn't give specifics or anything, but she gave that. And I'm just telling you because we can relate, you know? Yeah. She, she, she's still like, I still am getting like uh, references to what she was talking about till today. And that was easily at this point, 20, 20 years 20 ago, easily, easily. She said that she, we were going to work together. Oh, we wow. also said she said we're going to end up working together, which at that time we were not working together at all. You and know, there she, were no plans of that. No, there were no plans of that. There was really no plans of entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, we've always had it with it in us, you know, always trying to like, we should do this or we should do that, but like for fun, you right, know? Right, right. Like, you know, we could think of trying to make money off of anything to try to sell this or make this or sell it this much but it was never like a plan or anything like that yeah but but technically that's the truth you know what i mean that's the truth you gotta be it's a money but a lot of like uh, if we're interviewed by other media they don't understand so then i don't why even mention that part because they're gonna be like hold on but what but um but i remember que la santera dijo, she, like she was it was like this woman would go, she would go hard man she would go she hard she was rigid. But the thing was that she would say things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you talk. The thing was that she would say things, and it would not happen for another ten years. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Tomorrow. No. 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 Like her vision. Like, what? Oh my God! I remember this. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna be the one. See. You know. See. See. But I like when the book is not about a that she said. Listen, you know, she was going on and on. It was like for like a two hour, you know, uh, stay off. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, hey, listen, que, eh, me siguen diciendo que ellos quieren que tú hablas de ellos. De que, que diga su historia. Like, to, oh, like, uh, uh, and I was like, oh, God, what are they, you know, like, what is it they want me to do? Because it's like vague, you know, like they want you to talk about your history. They want you to talk about your ancestors. And then I was, at, for real, I was like, but what do they want? Like a book? What do they want? Uh, what? what? What was it? Yeah. 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 And for me, how I translated that, and it has, it has become a platform with our cigar business. It has become a platform to tell our story and to tell their story, you know? And this was a long time ago. You know, we started back in 20, we, uh, I mean, we, for the public, we started in 2014, but we were already in the works 2013. So this wasn't like during these past years that have been right. more chaotic, you know, uh, uh, visibly chaotic. Um, this was back then. Right. And I would be writing things, you know, I would write a lot and I still write uh, at some, uh, some points, but certain things that was leading to this, you know, uh, yeah, no, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> but after that, <laughs> After that, basically, it was also, my sister's very open, and I'm trying to be open too, you know, to, no, you know, I love it, I love it, messaging, messaging, you know, we're very, very in tune with our, 
that are surrounding us. Oh, like my grandmother, my grandmother has been very influential for us in life and out in her different dimension that she's in. <laughs> and she, it was like if it came to her, the, the whole idea, the whole idea as far as the cigars. So, so the name, yeah. were, the name, when ustedes decidieron for the name, what was, well, you know, uh -huh. you've been talking. <laughs> yeah. Next, 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 And then always in, in you know, Cuban Kingses or whatever, there's a section, there's choreographies. And in one of the songs, they always, you know, they're trying to implement Cuba as hard as they can. There's that very old school dancing and with a fan and there's like violins yeah. and like, oh my God. The, the época it was so drilled uh -huh. Oh my yeah, God. It was so drilled into us that we started loving the music. You know, we started loving the music. So then there's a song called Benina Cubana. And then, well, my, okay, let me, I'm gonna let you finish. No, I don't, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> she was, she goes, I'm, I'm telling you that one, when we're into smoking cigars already, you know, yeah. my brother was a police officer, my grandmother was a cigar smoker. So that's, we've always seen a woman smoking cigars, you know, and uh, very feminine and very, you know, just a person that everybody would visit and say, se, se sientan ahí talking for hours. Yeah. <laughs> But cigar smoking, and again, in other countries and stuff like that, that is a big deal for, for, for Cubans in particular. That's just a way of life. It's, you know? a, it's so a lifestyle. It's not something that it's like, I'm gonna, you know, exactly. showing it off. For us, it's visible in family reunions. My grandmother, like my sister was mentioning, would smoke cigars and ashing it onto her skirt. You know, like that was a big, you know, deal, you know, uh, culture shock. We were eating McDonald's and they would send us a little Havana for the summer. So they were like, you know, like we got it all there. We got the whole image, the whole, you know, the whole definitions. But no, no, Gemma. No, she, she <laughs> one day, she she was, you know, working in corporate America. I said that uh, yeah, in public relations. Right. In public relations. And we're hanging out at cigar shops. We are. We're as adults, right. we're doing grown, right. grown and sexy, grown and sexy. Brunches. Brunches, lunches, <laughs> ¿Te encantó la parte 1? Pues te va a fascinar parte 2. Sintoniza y ve al otro episodio.